0: Welcome to the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast, a podcast that covers a wide range of topics. So come chill with us on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Here's your host, Mr. Anderson. It's episode 83 of the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast here on the Monday, on the 7th of March 2022. Glad you guys are here with me hanging out. I hope you guys had a great weekend, a safe weekend. A sound weekend, and more importantly, just uh, taking time for yourself and your family and uh, all the etc. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, today is Monday Mental Combat, y'all. Monday Mental Combat. I want to talk about some things that I think is very important, some things that kind of get lost in society. You know, you're supposed to take care of others, you owe things to others you owe things to situations so on and so forth but when do we really take the time to say we owe it to ourselves and I'm emphasizing that word it for a reason for a purpose it we owe it to ourselves so that's going to be the title today's for today's uh, episode on the nomad cast is we owe it to ourselves and I broke it down into five ways that we owe it to ourselves it 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 and uh you know the thing about it we're gonna be talking about being happy and all these other things in life where you want to have a great life a successful life a sustainable life but again just like in the video episode 45 when i said say yes to yourself this is uh almost as a part two but not really just saying it to ourselves we owe it we owe it and so uh Without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So again, the title is Why We Owe It to Ourselves. I'm going to explain it, break it down into five ways, five ways that we can enjoy the it's of our life, right? And then you can use this as a testimony for yourself. You can uh, translate it to other people so they can have a testimony, so they can feed off your mistakes, feed off your happiness, feed off your glory, and everyone, it's almost like paying it forward in life. All right. So, again, we talk about why we owe it to ourselves. So, let's go ahead and start with the first one. Number one, the ability to cry. It being crying, we owe ourselves the ability to cry. I will tell you from personal experience 47 years of living on God's green earth, I have probably cried uh, maybe 11 or 12 times. Uh, and people will say say well mr anderson how do you know how often you've cried i'm not a crier i probably should cry more than i've ever have cried i probably should cry a lot i uh the, the most of the times I cr- i've cried in the past is whenever i go to a duty station you know in the military if you go to these dependent restrictive tours and you got to go by yourself for an extended period of time you know it can be very uh devastating to the psyche it could be devastating to your mentals it could be devastating to your family and all the et cetera involved because there's so much stress involved with that but i would tell you the first time you know i won't say that i cried as an adult yeah i probably say the first time i cried as an adult was when i was in the marine corps and i left uh mos school in albany georgia and transferred to yuma arizona which end, end up being like the, the the epicenter of my whole life. Got married. My first child was born there, right? You've all heard the story. Um, And so when I got to Yuma, Arizona in 1994, I landed in July. I can't remember what day it was in July, but I landed on a Saturday and I was so excited to land in Arizona to be stationed in Arizona because I n- never knew anything about Yuma except for the old Western. And uh what is it, 310 to Yuma? I'm telling my age here. But I remember I landed and I landed on the weekend, and so the staff duty uh NCO, the staff duty officer, they placed me in the transit barracks until Monday. And then Monday, you know, I would get my own room and everything. So I'm in the transit barracks that's Saturday, right? And I'm so I'm walking, no, I'm yeah, that's Saturday. So I'm walking around and everything, and it's like blazing hot in Yuma, Arizona. And I just left all my friends that I made in boot camp, that I made in uh, MCT, that I made in MOS school. All those guys were behind. There was only one person that came with me, that transferred with me to uh, Yuma, Arizona. And we weren't really tight. But um, I ended up getting there and I was walking around the PX and all that. And I remember I went back to my room and I bawled tears. Why well, did the Marine send me here? What well, have to be here? I don't I want to be around all my friends. I don't know nobody here. And you, looking back at it, you know, 20 some years ago, I'm thinking, like, gosh, dog, dude, I didn't even really give it a chance. I was only in Yuma for a few hours. And I went back to the room. I remember eating some Godfather's pizza. They had Godfather's pizza there. And I ate, I had a, a full of a 12 inch pepperoni pizza. And I ate it. I drank some pop. And I just stopped bawling. I mean, I'm just crying because I missed all my friends in boot camp. I missed all these guys, like I just said. And all of a sudden, I'm in Yuma, Arizona by myself. So that was the first time as an adult I experienced crying. I mean, like just full fledged. And I cried and I cried. And then I realized, dude, you've only been here for a few hours. Monday, you get your new barracks room and then your life can start. And eventually my life did start. And I think that's one of the things that we owe ourselves. I know I kind of went off on the tangent, but, you know, I'm all about sharing experiences, but I know when you cry, you feel a lot better. I've cried at funerals. I've cried when I've even as growing up even more as an adult. Uh, When I was in Korea by myself, when I first got there, I cried, you know, in the barracks room. Cause I'm the type of dude, man. I miss my wife. I miss my, my kids. And they tell you this, you know, I'm on the, the Skype with them on the phone the video calls, and I'm just, oh, I want to go home. Then it's like, dude, you're there for a reason. Get yourself together, lean forward in the foxhole, and execute this mission so you can rotate back to the States. And, you know, it's just a human thing. I'm a very sentimental guy. I'm an emotional guy. And, you know, to separate yourself from the the spouse, to separate yourself from the children, and now you got to play Army and fight Army and do what Army says, Cause army is like, look, man, your family's in the states. You ain't got time for all that crying. Let's roll. So you are, you find ways to to be an adult, but you also find a few minutes to kind of be that inner child again, crying for you know due to separation. Um, but I think we owe ourselves the ability to cry. A lot of us, you know, we grew up and oh, you can't cry, especially us males. Oh, you can't cry. You shouldn't cry. Men shouldn't cry. I will tell you in this day and age, in 2022, it will behoove you using my old uh, military terms. It will behoove you, male or female, man or woman, child, adult, whoever. It is OK to cry. It is OK to shed tears. It is OK to generate waterworks. Sometimes when you have a great memory in life, it's not that you sad; you shed a tear. Sometimes you can hear a song. That's why I say music is so critical to the brain, to both sides of the brain. It's critical to the ears because when you hear a certain note, you hear a certain song, you you, you tear up a little bit because you remember the good times about that, that particular song, that particular hymn, that particular note crying. There is nothing wrong with crying. Ladies and gentlemen, cry. Like I said, generate those waterworks cry till you can't cry no more. I will tell you, it's better to cry when you're by yourself. Now, you can cry in the front of people. You know, if you got a board meeting or some type of training meeting or whatever, and you just ball out crying, I don't know if that's the situation. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's the right atmosphere to be crying. But I tell you, I, for a person that has gotten in this room, in the military or other places, even in my house now, there's been times I've cried. I cried, shoot, when I freaking retired. Right, that first Monday after retirement, my wife is at work, my kids at school, and I sat around the house, and I'm like, "What the freak? This train has stopped." And you start thinking about the time in the Marine Corps, the time in the Army, going to the field, the relationships, being the mentor, and doing all these things. The times you hate it, going to the field, and you know when you got chewed out by the first sergeant, whatever. All those emotions rang up in me, and it just manifested into tears. The waterworks, you know, just crying and just crying. And then I feel bad about it because I've come to the point now I understand mental health. I understand the the, the pain of mental health, the, the stress levels involved with it. I, I'll i tell you, there is times. sometimes now I would just sit around, I would drive. And sometimes you just shed a tear. You just sometimes you're just happy. Sometimes you're sad. It all depends on the situation. But I will tell you, there is nothing wrong with crying. We owe it to ourselves to cry. We owe it to ourselves to cry. Do not feel bad. If you need to shed a tear and you think about it, when you are crying, do you realize you can start thinking of a solution to that potential problem? Just say if you person, you a person, you got to deal with bills and and all these different things in life, the stresses of life, you realize if you are crying, just say you're praying, and you're crying. You have a you can develop a solution. If you keep your mind open, if you keep your ears open, you will end up developing a solution through those waterworks. I'm telling you, I've lived it again. I ain't telling y'all because I'm guessing I'm telling you because I know I've experienced this crying, the ability to cry. That was number one. Number two, one thing we owe it, owe it to ourselves. We have to own our mistakes. We have to own our mistakes and not pass it on to the next person thinking they're going to fix the problem. Sometimes we just got to own it. Hey, I said this yesterday. I shouldn't have said it. My apologies moving forward. I will ensure I will not use that type of language again, so on and so forth. However, your apologies are set up. We have to own our mistakes. And again, giving you a life experience. I've made so many mistakes in life in life, military, just being a regular human. Because to think about it, I am human. You are humans. We are humans. You owe it to yourselves to own that mistake. Whatever you did at work, if you were supposed to do a, a daggone uh, presentation and you were supposed to brief five slides, but you only briefed four, and you know the slides were all jacked up, the fonts were jacked up, everything was just out of sequence, and you didn't prepare for it, Instead of just blaming it on somebody, well, the computer was a messed up. Well, you know, I didn't get a chance to go to sleep, whatever. Just own it. Hey, I messed this slide presentation up. I apologize moving forward. I will make sure you know I take advantage of time, uh, so on and so forth. What, again, whatever apology you want to set up, but we have to own our mistakes. That is the only way we are going to grow. And I always want to use we instead of you. Because I I am a part of this. While I'm talking this, I am learning. I am teaching myself. We have to own our mistakes. You know, a lot of people say, don't cry over spilled milk. Don't cry over spilled milk. Just own it. Why'd you spill the milk? Well, you know, I opened up the refrigerator too fast, and I wasn't paying attention, and my hand grabbed the handle, but my hand was greasy, and the, the, the milk fell. Whatever it is, own your mistakes. That is something that we have to do as humans. All facets. We have to own our mistakes and just say, hey, I'll do better next time. I know when I was a sergeant first class and the first sergeant, I forgot what it was. I think it was at the range or something. And I, it was not no safety violation. I forgot what the situation was. But I had made a mistake on the range. No one got hurt. There was nothing like that. And he just, I mean, chewed me out in front of everybody. Bah, 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 bah. It was like 40, 50 people out there everybody's looking around Everybody's looking around and he was like what do you got to say for yourself sorry first class what do you got to say and i said first sergeant you know i'll do better next time you know what i mean so you i own that mistake and he kind of was like whoa you know what i mean it's it's just a different thing but you have to own anything that you do that's wrong own it i'm an apology type first person because I don't like to hold stuff in. I hate. I don't like grudges. I don't like stuff uh, simmering in my soul because that leads to negative reactions. It leads to negative actions. So if you if you make a mistake in life, own it. I did it. Here's here's what I learned from it. Here was the problem. I'm gonna provide a solution. I made a mistake. Let's figure it out, or I will figure it out so this will never happen again. Own the mistake. Number three, you owe it. You owe it to yourself to take a break. When you watch social media or listen to social media or you watch TV, you watch commercials, whatever. People will tell you if you're not going 700 miles an hour, 385 days out the year, 250 hours out out of the day, you are making a mistake. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no way you're human. You're not a freaking robot. You are human. If you need time to reset, remember, you're not quitting. You're resetting. I told our daughter just the other day, uh, she had a, a work scheduling. I won't say a work scheduling, scheduling issue, but she was going to work crazy early and it was tiring her out. It was physically draining her and she, you know, still going to school and all that, just being a, a young adult. And she realized, you know what? I can accomplish the same thing, you know, during regular work hours as I can work in these early hours. So why am I going to work two or three hours prior when I can accomplish the same things during regular, normal business hours? And, you know, she felt like she was quitting on the company that she works for. And me and Mrs. Anderson told her, you're not quitting. All you're doing is resetting. You're taking a break. Sometimes we just have to take a break. Again, this is something I had to learn, oh my gosh, for years. Just, you know, just keep going, keep going, keep pounding the sand. At some point, your body, there's few things in life that will tell you the truth. A child will tell you the truth, a drunk person will tell you the truth, and God dog it, your body will tell you the truth. You will get to a point where you just running and running and doing all these things in life, and your body will give you warnings, your body will give you a headache your body will give you a little pain notification. If you continue to ignore it, your body will shut down. You need a break. Why do you think so many athletes, so many actors and actresses and all these people of the world, they have, they die from mental exhaustion. They die from physical exhaustion. You know why? Because they don't take freaking breaks. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Anderson is licen- licensing everyone to take a break, right? you have to take a break in life again you're not quitting you are resetting if you it's like I said last Friday when we had the, the safety brief if you get to a point during a weekend where you work five days a week and you I mean you ground pounding 40 50 hours a week and you come up on a Saturday morning and you promise, them that you was going out. You promised them that you was going to the store. You promised them you was doing all these great and wonderful things. You wake up on a Saturday morning and you tell yourself, I am not getting out the bed. You deserve to take a break. You owe it to yourself. You owe yourself time to reset, recalibrate, reorganize, reassess. What are you doing mentally and or physically. You got to take that time, because if you don't, it's like I gave the analogy already. Your body will tell you if you don't shut down, I will shut down with you. Take time. Now, don't be lazy. Don't be a quitter. But you have to take a break and you have to reset. So if you're doing anything in life and you feel you're going full bull, I mean, you know, just foot on the gas, all gas, no brakes. And you rocking, you rocking. At some point, your body will shut down. Your body will tell you, I told you, I gave you a headache to slow you down. I gave you a little pain in the elbow to slow you down. A little back pain. Remember that from yesterday? And you need to slow down or you want to continue to keep going? Boom, I got you. It's even like with this podcast, right? Nomad cast. Initially, when I first started this thing, I was going Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I will tell you, even though I'm retired and I got all the time in the world, it's still draining because a lot of people think, well, you just push the button and talk. There's a little bit more to it. You not only pushing the button, you're doing the photography, you're doing the directing, you're producing, you're doing the editing, and that takes forever. Then you got to upload to YouTube then upload it to all the social media. It can get to a point where, you, where I was saying, you know what, man, is this really worth it? I knew the message was great. You know, I know everything I was doing was fine, was great. Needed improvement, of course, but I knew what I was doing was fine. It's just the the other stuff that's not seen, the 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 uh behind the scenes was draining. So I say, you know what? I talked with Miss Anderson. I say, you know what? I don't want to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right? Let's go Monday, Tuesday. Take a break in the middle of the week. It allows me to mentally reset. And then I can go ahead and finish it out strong Thursdays and Fridays. And I also have that parallel working with my workout schedule. So now I do my podcast Monday, Tuesday. I work out Monday, Tuesday. I don't do no Nomad cast on the Wednesday. I don't work out on the Wednesday. I resume activities that Thursday with the Nomad cast and Thursday working out and Friday and Friday. You know what I mean? So I would tell you again, I'm not telling y'all because I'm guessing. Telling you because I know I needed to do this because I didn't want to go four straight days. That is draining. Coming up with topics, the editing, and everything that's involved with you guys hearing and seeing this Nomad Cast, it can be very draining, right? Especially when you're the only one that's doing it. There's no, I'm not outsourcing my editing. I'm not outsourcing the production. None of this, the lighting. I'm doing all of this. I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm saying it can it, it can become draining trying to come up with topics uh anything and it got to the point where i was like man bump it i need to figure out a way so i sat and i kind of reset reset myself how can i make this thing work what what is what is better for me right because i got to be at my optimal level to perform at the level that you guys want to hear at the level you guys want to see monday tuesday break thursday friday i'm saying all, all that to say what I learned I needed to take a break. I wish I had to learn some of this stuff when I was still in the army because a lot of times we just went full bull, especially that assignment, my last assignment in Korea. Well, the unit didn't really allow you to take break because of the unit composition and the threat that we had in Korea during that time. And I was in Korea 2017 to 2018. So if you, if your head was under a rock, it was hot. It was hot over there. And I ain't talking about the weather. So the unit didn't, the unit, The op tempo didn't allow you to take a break. You had to be full bull. I mean, you had to keep going, keep going, keep going. And if you're tired, figure it out. Keep going, keep going. And then when I got to my last duty station, it was kind of the tempo slowed down immensely to the point where I was frustrated because the things I complained about in Korea about everything going too fast. And when I got to my last duty station, it wasn't so fast. Then I found myself frustrated. So that's another stressor. Again, you have to take breaks. You owe it to yourself to take breaks in life. Again, just to wrap that part up, you're not quitting. You're just resetting. You owe it to yourself to take a break. Number four, loving yourself as you are. You can love your spouse. You can love your mama, your dad, your sister, your brother. Nobody loves you like you. Kanye West proves that every day. Damon Dash proves that every day. No one loves you like you. You have to love yourself. Not only love yourself, but love who you are. You know how hard that is? You know how difficult that is for someone to love themselves? A lot of people, I grew up with a lot of folks that did not love themselves. They hated themselves so much that they they used that hate against um, fellow citizens. Bullying beating up, robbing, stealing, sometimes taking lives because those people didn't love themselves as they are. They hated themselves when they looked in the mirror. I don't like what I see. I hate what I see. So if I don't like what I see and I hate what I see, why should I like you? I hate you. You know what I mean? So we have to get out of that that mindset. We have to love ourselves again. You're being selfish. You love your family. Get it. Got it. Acknowledge, note it. But you have to love yourself. If you can't love this person that you are, how on earth, how on God's green earth, can you love someone else? You have to love the person who you are. You love yourself with your looks. You love yourself with the mistakes. You love yourself because you want to take breaks. You love yourself because of your hairstyle. You love your hair the way your body is. If your body's not the way you want it, so what? Work hard at it, but love yourself. If your car isn't the car that you want, Love it. Love yourself. Love love the person that's driving that car that you don't like. Love the person that's living in that house that you don't like. Love the person that's at work at the jobs you you don't like. Love yourself for who you are. Because that's all you have. You don't have time to worry about no one else. You can't be anybody else. You know why? Because everybody's taken. Love yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Please love yourself for who you are. It is very important that you, me, we understand it is important. I can't stress that enough. The operative word is important. It is important that you love the person that you are. Love who you are. Last one. Being your number one fan. You owe yourself. You owe yourself to be your number one fan. It's almost similar to loving, loving yourself. Everyone can root for you. Oh, man, you're going to do great. Oh, man, you're doing fine. You have to be your number one fan. If you're not rooting for you, how can you have everybody else rooting for you? You have to root for yourself. Now, you're not conceited. You're not cocky. You're just confident. And what J.D.K. say, and when I say that I'm the best, that's a compliment. Went back in my roots here. But I'm telling you, You have to be your number one fan. You have to be your number one cheerleader. You have to be your number one critic, in my opinion, and you have to be your number one cheerleader. Because everybody tell you, oh, you're doing great. Oh, you look fine. Oh, those shoes look good. You got to be your number one critic and you have to be your number one fan. And sometimes it's like mixing water and oil with those two I just mentioned. You have to be your number one fan. How do you be your number one fan? It's all about confidence. Believing in yourself, preparing yourself for the battle, the mental, the mental battles, the physical battles, the spiritual battles. You got to be your number one fan. Utilize all the tools that you were birthed with your God's given skills, your God given tools and utilize those for success in your life. Utilize those to provide uh, to provide uh, goodwill to other people. Use those tools and experiences to be testimonies for other people so people can use your testimonies. You have to be your number one fan. You got to root for you, man. I know my wife and my children are rooting for me in life with this Nomad cast. But gosh, dog, man, they got to root. I got to be my number one fan because if I walk around the house, all oh, my Nomad cast numbers are low. Woe is me? I'm doing everything. They're going to be like, look, dad, why don't you just stop and go fishing every day? Can't do that. I'm not a quitter. I won't do it. Will never do it, right? I will give myself a break if I get tired, but I won't quit. I'm my number one fan. Again, you're not being cocky. You're just confident. You're not conceited. You're just confident. You have to be your number one fan. If you are not your number one fan, who's going to root for you? You know what I mean? It's almost like the job situation. Oh, man, I hope you get a job, man. Good luck on that interview. But if you walk around the house or walk around the street, man, I, I ain't gonna be able to, I ain't gonna be able to, to uh, successfully, successfully navigate that interview because I don't, you know, I'm not confident in myself. I'm not this, I'm not that. If you keep saying you're not this, you're not that, the people that's rooting for you are gonna believe that. You know what I mean? People are rooting for you. But you have to root for yourself. You got to be your number one cheerleader. And that's talking to yourself. That's that's mental right there. Monday mental combat. That's telling yourself I can do this. I don't care if I'm not qualified. I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out because I know I have what it takes. My voice is going to be heard. I know what I'm doing. And if I don't fig- if I don't know what I'm doing, I will know what I'm doing. I'm going to keep going. You got to be your number one fan. Whatever it takes for you at night, whatever it takes for you throughout the day, right? You have to be your number one fan. Again, just to put a bow on this and close it out. If you are not, I'm going to say it slow. If you are not your number one fan, how will you have fans? Thank you, ladies ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in today on episode 83 of the Trust and Believe Nomad cast I hope we all got something out of it. Definitely a great teaching point. We talked about uh, why it is important. Why? Why do we owe ourselves it? We owe it to ourselves. It being the operative word, but we kind of just broke it down to different categories. We talked about number one, the ability to cry. Uh, number two, owning your mistakes. Number three, taking a break. Number four, loving yourself as you are. And we wrapped it up with number five being your number one fan. Again, I am a firm. I am a person. I love life stories. I believe life stories and experiences are are the best teachers. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Hope you guys have a great and successful Monday. Continue to move forward. Thank you for everything that you do. Uh, all praises do. All the best. See y'all tomorrow for talking on a Tuesday. Let's say it all together. Trust and believe. See y'all tomorrow.